So apparently, Voter Bauckham has a lot more to be worried about other than plagiarism. He's actually dangerous to women and children, or daughters to be specifically. We are deserving, but Christ changed our mind frame. In a world full of errors, the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Prescribed Truth. I'm your host, Jamal Bandy, the one who seeks to distribute the truth that the doctor prescribes to the church and the world today. Back again before we was another video, dealing with an article that was sent to me by a good brother in the Lord, a good friend of mine, sent this to me and said, man, he couldn't even get through it because it was just such trash. Now, I don't mean to say that, but that's what, you know, that was told to me, that it was just so such a mess with this article. And so, you know, I try to, you know, read it myself because I want to read it and get my own thoughts for it. And so as I begin to read the article, I can see why my friend said what he said concerning it. Now, as I read this article, you read the title, it kind of gets you all kind of stirred up in your feelings. You know, plagiarism is the least thing to worry about. But with Bodibakum, who is a threat to children, women, and daughters. And it's like, wow, so we already said children and women, but we got to be specifically say daughters. So now you want to know why is Vody Bakum dangerous? When I saw this title, man, I'm thinking, what did he do? What did this man say that made him such a threat to children and women and daughters? Well, this man is going to tell us. You see a corner of his top of his head there in the article. He's going to let us know the issue with Vody Bakum and why he's a threat. It seems like a lot of heat is coming against Vody Bakum as he's been, you know, seated for nomination for president of the SBC. So now all this stuff is just coming back and it just seems to be just trying to just downplay my man. You know, make him seem like he just ain't good, ain't ready. You know, now, Bodhi Bakum already says himself that he already knows that there may be some things that may cause him not to be eligible to be president of the SBC based on his beliefs concerning membership and everything else. As far as uh, what they call non-resident membership, you know, I didn't know they called it non-resident membership. It was the most recent thing for me. But, you know, he has different views than the SBC has concerning that and maybe some other things. And so he may not be SBC president. I would like to see him there, but that's me. All right. But saying this article, why is he a threat to women and children? And now if he's a threat to women and children, then he should now be president of the SBC, surely. All right. So as we look through this article, we're going to look through it together, guys. Now I will leave a link in the description with this article so you can read it in full if you like to. I am not going to read it in full. I wouldn't dare do you guys like that. You know, that will bore you guys and you wouldn't come back no more. You're unsubscribed and I don't have time for that. You know, I want you, want you guys to stay. I want us to, you know what I'm saying, to be fellowshipping together on this here channel. All right, so we're just going to scroll through here. All right, so now the biggest issue, as everybody knows, Bodhi Bakum is conservative. He's a conservative Christian and very unapologetic concerning it. You know, believes a man should lead his home. All right, the husband, okay, not just a man, not just a boyfriend, not your baby daddy, but your husband should lead the home, all right, and concerning children and everything else. Now, this article brings out a belief that body, that Vody Bakum has concerning how, when it comes to daughters specifically, that they are to stay at home with their fathers until 
they are giving away, giving away to a husband. All right. And he, and he draws from the Bible concerning his convictions. Now, I know that's countercultural. You know, our culture says, hey, no matter if you're a boy or a girl, you hit 18, you best to be looking for a way up out of here. And it's interesting that as I was at a cigar shop the other day and at a cigar lounge, I was talking to a couple of brothers and it was interesting hearing these guys talking. These are unbelievers. But they're talking about when they have, like, you know, some of them have daughters and they were saying how, man, my, my child, I don't care if she in her 20s, she's she can welcome to stay at home until she wants to leave, until she gets on her feet, until she gets married. So it's interesting that some men, you know, you know, in the world have this concept. That a child, you know, is my child until they're long, no longer their child, I guess. <laughs> until there's a point where they're grown up, you know, they moved on with life. You know, now, given the fact to be free or to be fair to them is that they were talking about in the concept of them being able to move on their own and be on their own, not necessarily being given over to marriage. But Bodhibakam sticks to what the Bible says. And I got to say, guys, what do you guys think? I want to know. I mean, I, I can see where he draws his point from. You know, the Bible says that a man should, you know, should, should leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife. That will be both souls, right? And that the woman is given to the son, or given to the not son, Lord have mercy. That the woman is given to the man in marriage, you know. And usually, the man is get the man is given the wife by the father. So I understand it. But in our culture, that pushes a whole lot of feminism, that pushes a whole lot of, you know, women are equal to men and all these things in every aspect and all that stuff. Then you have the extremes. So now you have the extreme on one end saying a woman don't need a man. You know, don't need men. Then we have the other extreme where it says man is the end all be all. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need us more than anything. You know what I'm saying? So it's, that's you have two extremes. What I love about Christianity and complementarianism, which Bodhi Bakum ascribes to as well, is that both complement one another. The woman was created for the man, but we cannot forget, man needed the woman. <laughs> That's why God made her. See, they complement one another. Okay? So anyway, that's, that's my thought, my tangent. Here we go. All right, so he, he talks about uh, Vody Bakum's eligibility to be SBZ pastor. He goes on and says, Vody uh, Bakum peddles ignorant, violent power over children. And I'm like, wow. And so I'm like, well, what does he get this from? And he says, Bakum's ignorant, violent power peddling begins with, his, his, with how his theology of original sin shapes his understanding of infants and his punishment of children. So the violent power over children comes into the point of discipline. You know, spanking that behind. <laughs> and so it says in one sermon, Vody explains, or Bakum explains, to the roaring laughter of the crowd, people who don't believe in original sin don't have children. That's a viper in a diaper. Angry cry happens early. Demanding cry happens early. I'm trying to give my best Vody impression. I'm probably sucking at it. Stiffening up of the body that happens early. One of the reasons God makes them so small, and I remember him saying this. I've seen this sermon. One of the sermons when he repeats it, because you know a lot of people when they travel and repeat sermons, they say the same thing a lot. So he says, one of the reasons God makes them so small is that <laughs> is so that they won't kill you. And one of the reasons he makes them so cute is that you won't kill them. <laughs> 
And they're supposed to make you laugh, guys. It's a joke. Like, do you want to kill your children? No, you don't want to kill your children. But he's talking about the sinfulness of man. The sinfulness of man. And you got to think about it, guys. As adults, we have more reason behind why we don't do the things we do. Why don't you kill your neighbor down the street who does you wrong? Why don't you just up and kill him? Even the unbeliever who who doesn't believe in God, why do you not just kill your neighbor? There's something within you that reasons and says, if I do this, I may get in trouble. If I do this, that's going to be punishment for the crime that I'll commit. This is wrong. I should not do. Children, they ain't got that. They just like, I want it. I don't care how I get it. Give it to me. (laughs) That's children. Anybody who's been a parent knows that's children. Your child is not sitting in twos and threes and sitting here like, hmm, I know I want this. And I know mom and dad is going to say no. I really want it. I wonder, like, okay, if I scream, then I, I can scream for like five seconds and that won't get me in trouble. But if I do it for 10 seconds, I'm going to get a whooping. Okay, that's ready for five. Five seconds. Let's get it. Like, no. They're going <laughs> to do what they feel like they got to do to get what they want. And because they're so small, there's only so much they can do. And I do believe Paul Watcher said the same thing. Paul Watcher said if a child was big as us, they were big as us and were strong as us. And they wanted something so bad. They wanted that toy from you so bad. They would kill you and take that toy and play with it and act as, and then act as if they didn't, they didn't just kill you. It wouldn't matter to them. There's no sense of reasoning. You know, so it's like they, they learned that from us. We have to teach children good. You know, we don't have to teach them wrong. But anyway, that's how they say that he's violent. He's talking about how they're just evil and everything else. And yes. That children are evil. <laughs> they are evil. We're all told to pray. And we have to teach them. They're cute. They're cute now. Love me. I love children. But they need a whooping. You got to spank that behind. All right. So it goes on to say that R.L. Stoller, a child liberation theologian who advocates for survivors of abuse, details how Bacham's comment was born from a theology that combines the Calvinistic doctrine of total depravity with the complementarian doctrine of patriarchy in order to position men as animal control and police officers over their children. Stoller notes that according to Bacham, quote, parents must treat their children as criminals deserving of restraint, must expect and see the worst in their children, should assume the children are disagreeing because they are naturally covetous and murderous, and must also threaten their children with external torture in the flames of hell. Interesting. I mean, that's this notes. According to Bacham, and these are quotes from Stoller, not Bacham. It says Stoller notes that according to Bacham, and that's where he writes. Now, Stoller shows how to Bacham, children, and this is quoting, this is quoting Stoller again, not Bacham. So Stoller shows how to Bacham children and serial killers should be placed in the same category of depravity, category of total depravity, which guys, we all, <laughs> I mean, you say children and, and serial killers like, oh, how dare you compare children to serial killers? Like we are all in that category of totally depraved. We all are not just children and, and serial killers, even the rapists, the murderers, the liars, the cheaters, we're all in that category of total depraved. And then it goes on to say, infants are so naturally evil 
that they must kill their parents in their sleep if or they would kill their parents in their sleep if they were larger. I would go above that. I would say your your children will kill you without you being asleep. Because think about it, that's reasoning. The child reasons and says, hmm, the best way to kill them is wait till they sleep. No, a child, they're gonna try to do it while you're awake. You know what I'm saying? Like when as soon as you tell them no, and they want it that bad, they were strong enough and big enough, they would take it from you. I'm just saying. I would I would take it further than that, but that's quoting Stoller. So I mean, I don't think he understands what we truly mean by total depravity. So he goes on and says, Bakun's proposed solution for this hypothetical murderous infant drive is that they desperately need to be spanked. And they need to be spanked often. He would say often. <laughs> and I agree. I agree. Guys, if, if you want to do a discussion on, on discipline in the home, I'm down for it. Down for it, guys. You know, like, I, I believe that. You know, children need to be spanked. The rod should not be withheld. That's the problem with our youth today. Too many young parents in their 30s and 40s find themselves saying, I don't want to be the type of parents to whoop my children. And then their children go out and killing folks and robbing and everything else. You know, because there's no discipline. They have no fear of authority. They don't. Not even on a basic level. They have no fear of punishment. They say, oh, man, jail ain't bad. Oh, man, all I'm going to get is some time, man. I do some time, bro. Like, they, they ain't worried about none of that. They ain't worried about going to jail no more. They're not worried about losing their life and not worrying about not being able to get a good job later on. Because, hey, they going to hustle all their life anyway. They going to be the next rapper star. They going to be the next whatever. They ain't worried about this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because they ain't been raised to care. You know? So, I mean, all your all that's been done is feeding that depravity that's already been there since their birth happened. So yeah, they need they need some discipline. We all do. And so he said the definitely spanked and spanked often. There were days when Junior needed to be spanked five times before breakfast. You need to have an all-day session where you want to just wear them out. I mean, where you just wear them out. So yeah, yo, I mean, I mean, hey, guys, let me know what you think. You know, you should wear them out. Be, I believe it should be structured. I don't believe in aimlessly disciplining and whooping your children. I think that's counterproductive. I think it should be structured. Definitely should be spanking involved. It depends on the age they are in. They reach a certain age. I don't think spanking is necessary any longer. Move on to something else. But it needs to be something, you know, show some pain. Like, you know, if you take something from them, whatever it may be, you need to be direct with it. But children, you know, from like two and up, you know, say like, you know, to about nine. So, you know, depending on your age, the maturity of your child, like I think they definitely need to be some spanking going on if they're disobeying parents. And think about this, guys. You discipline your children not because you're irritated with them, at least you shouldn't. You discipline them because of their breaking God's law. God calls children to honor their father and mother. That means to respect and to obey. And when a child is doing neither of those things, there are calls for discipline. All right, so I'm not trying to go on a tangent with that, guys. You know the deal. You know, you can comment below. Send me an email if you want to discuss more. All right. So, goes on. So they're saying that. So we'll get off the spanking part. He's on that. So they're saying that he's violent over children because he wants to spank them and think children need to be spanked often. Violent behavior. He shouldn't do that. When it comes to the patriarchy, the views of marriage, 
It says there's a person that um, in a sermon titled The Permanence of View of Marriage, Bacham says there's a person who's in an abusive marriage that is not biblical grounds for divorce and remarriage. Now, there's a big debate on that, guys. There's something going on now I've been trying to follow up on, dealing with John MacArthur and his church, the Grace Community, um, yeah, Grace Community Church, and where people have talked about this woman, Miss um, Eileen, who was in an abusive marriage, and when she separated from her husband, at least she was about to separate from her husband, she was excommunicated from the church because she refused to go back to her husband who was abusive. Her husband was a leader in the church at the time, so it was a whole lot of mess behind that. I'm new to that subject, so I'm just looking into it more. But there's been a discussion a discussion for a long period of time about whether or not it is biblical, biblical grounds to divorce a spouse because of abuse. There's been countless arguments on the subject. I know there are those who say that for no reason at all you should not divorce. And there are others who say, well, the Bible does give grounds for divorce in certain areas. I've had my views on it, and over time, I've, my views have even like changed some based on what I've seen in the scriptures. So, yes, if we have a discussion on that, guys, we're more welcome to go to it. But so now, concerning that, he's dangerous to women because of his view. Now, whether Vodibakum still holds to that or not, he hasn't commented on what's going on with the current situation with Johnny MacArthur. John, I said Johnny MacArthur. But John MacArthur, what's going on in his church? You know, Bodie's not, you know, he's not the one to get involved in a lot of drama mess. And so I'm not sure if he even will comment on it, but he may, he may in passing or sometime down the, down the road. But anywho, he says it's not biblical grounds for divorce and remarriage. Now, I've seen this. I think I've seen him say that in the sermon before. So I don't disagree with that. I think he stated that before. So I don't disagree with the author of this. He's not misre misrepresenting him. He did say it in a sermon. In this instance, Bakum reveals himself to be one of the most extreme voices of complementarianism. All right, he talks, he quotes John Piper about his views concerning um, abuse in the home, and then Wade and Grudem in 2019, how Wade and Grudem changed his mind concerning it after hearing a few cases. And so he got some slack even from that, because after he changed his mind, people were like, well, why should you even have to change your mind? You should have already known that in the case of abuse, you should be able to divorce and remarry. You know, that shouldn't be grounds. And so... It's reinterpreted in 1 Corinthians 7.15. All right, so you can look at that, you know, on your own time if you like. But that's when he's on. So now this that that's another point. So what do you guys think in the comments? Let me know. You know, there's no, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, like, get your comment and bash you if you disagree with Bodhi or agree with Bodhi. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want to know. You know, what do you think about this? This is a debated, this is a debated issue. It's a debated topic. And Vodi's reasoning is scripturally based, and I understand that. And those who reason against it, our views are scripturally based. And so at least that's what they believe. Wayne Grudem in his article, and I read the article about him changing his mind, and he says it's, it's a word study that he did on 1 Corinthians 7.15 that causes him to rethink what he stated. Now, I don't too much agree. You know, this Wayne Grudem, guys. I'm nobody. I don't too much agree with his breakdown of the word study of why he comes to his conclusions, but... That's his conviction now, based off what he see in the scriptures. And that's where we should base our convictions, off of what we see in the scriptures. Now, what stands the test is if what we believe the scriptures are saying are actually true or false. That's where everything, that's where the rubber meets the road. All right. The next point goes into Vodibachum peddles ignorant, violent powers over daughters. 
Now, this one was really made me interested, and this is what had me really want to make this video, guys. Because in this conversation here, in the rest of this article, the author makes it seem as if Vody just like forced his daughter to just live with him and stay with him and not do anything that she wanted to do. She just sitting here as a prisoner in his own home and just, you know, just miserable, you know? And she was a part of this documentary. Well, well Vody Bakum and his daughter was part of the documentary. Uh, and what was it called? Return of the Daughters here. And I did watch this documentary. At least I watched a portion where Bodie and Jasmine was here. And guys, I looked at it and man, she does not look like a woman who's faking for the camera, who's saying, oh, I'm, I'm so happy to be at home and I'm just happy. I'm happy that I don't get to get to fulfill my dreams. My dreams were no good. My dreams were no good, but, but daddy's dreams were better. I follow his dreams. Like she doesn't seem like that type of person. That she doesn't seem like she's she's upset that she submitted to her father's leadership. Why should she be? And so the fact that he's didn't let her <laughs> go to college. I think it was one thing where he talks about how she's not going to college. Let me see. Let me see. We'll watch. Find it. Find it. Find it. Oh yeah, here we go. That Bakum had a pattern of being transparent about his power over his daughter, and I love how he just used that word power. I got power over her. Can you, can you imagine a man? I got power over my kid. I say they ain't going, they ain't going. I say they going, and they go. I got power. You know what I'm saying? But why don't we just use what this truth is? Authority. Bodhi Bakum believes that God has given him authority in his home over his wife and children. Biblical authority. And he uses that authority. Same way as your boss as an authority over your employer, so on and so forth, in other relationships. There's an authority figure, and Vody believes that the man has authority in the home. All right, and he uses that. That's his, that's his conviction concerning the word of God. Bakum has a pattern of being transparent about his power of his daughter. In one sermon, he said, everybody wants to know, well, where's she's going to college? She's not. Imagine him saying it like that. She's not. Then he made a dry heaving sounds to the roaring laughter of the audience. Not. Bakum and his daughter Jasmine are featured in a documentary about stay-at-home daughters, a term given to daughters who stay at home to submit to and serve their fathers until the day they get married to submit to and serve their husbands. Guys, I don't think that's, that's bad. I, you, know, you may say, Jamal, you just saying it because you're a man. If you was a woman, you wouldn't think otherwise. I don't know. Ladies, if you watch this, let me know what you think about this. Have you ever heard of this concept? Women staying at home, serving their fathers, you know, godly fathers. You know, I would like to say godly fathers, serving the Lord. You know what I'm saying? But what do you think about that? Do you think that's something that could be done? Like, I don't think that's anything. I don't think it's anything sinful to not be at home with your parents and to be at home with your parents. I don't think it's a sin issue on that. That's me. But Vody's conviction is, hey, you know, my daughter, you know, saying I am her, I am the authority who will be giving her away to her husband one day. And therefore, you know, saying she her submission is to her father until she's submitting to her husband. I get the understanding. I get the logic behind it, guys. And I see the reasoning because it's kind of awkward nowadays when you try to if you're a single man, and you're looking for a wife. And you see a woman who's on her own and you want to see, okay, will she really submit? Well, one way to really know that for sure is if she has been submissive to her father. You know, what, are, what is her relationship with the father? 
But if she's on her own, she ain't submitting to nobody. She's on her own. Unless you can look at a godly woman who submits to God and God alone. You know, like, that's what you look for. I mean, that's what you should look for, look for anyway. But if you're talking about practically, submission, that's what you'll look for. How she handles authority, you know, with the father. And so, I mean, I get it. I get it. But is it something that has to be done? I don't necessarily think so. But it's cool. Cool concept. And I'm glad it worked for um, for Jasmine because she seems very happy about that. I'm glad it worked for Vody in that sense. You know, so now, does that make him dangerous to his daughter? Not at all. Not at all. She's on her, her own free will. She could have left if she wanted to. But she wanted to. She wanted to serve the Lord and she wanted to serve her father. She believes her convictions is, is in line with her father's. They should be when they're following the Lord. So is that dangerous? I don't think so. I'm just talking, guys. But, I mean, I watched the documentary. I mean, it made it. I mean, she didn't seem like she was a troubled youth, troubled girl because she had to stay at home with her father. She had to stay at home with her father. And then I like how the article, where it is. He's sitting here and talks about how she was making dinner for him. It's like it's just I made it's just trying to make it look bad on him. Let me go back. There we go. So Jasmine has gifts. She has abilities. Bakum celebrates in his nice clean home. As video plays of Jasmine cooking for him, Bakum continues. And those are being developed as she works with and serves her father. And so and as he goes on to say, I'm not gonna finish the quote, but the point is. The, the author's point is to paint a picture for you, the viewer, to the reader, the, the reader who will go and read this and not really look at the video, just take what he's saying. So as I'm reading this, guys, I'm like, because oh, I ain't never seen the documentary. So I'm like, dang. So there's a there's a portion of the video where Jasmine is cooking for Bodie. For so I can imagine him just sitting at the table, just, you know, with his fork and spoon, napkin, and, you know, and Jasmine's in there cooking and she bring it to her father to serve her father. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it was. But, guys, if you watch the video, he wasn't, like, she wasn't cooking for him. They were cooking together. They were cooking together, and they were cooking dinner for the family. At the end of that, at the end of that portion, it was a table spread of food for everybody in the family. Why did the all try to make it seem like Jasmine's out here slaving over a kitchen, over a hot stove, for Bodie to serve him some dinner? Come on, man. That ain't right. That ain't right, man. You ought to do better than that. You know, I just thought that was kind of funny. I was like, come on, you just painting that wrong picture. That is not what happened. They were cooking together. You can see in the video how he was, he said like he was teaching her things as he was cooking. You know, they were cooking. She wasn't doing all the work. He sent back, put that there. Put that there. Turn it up a little bit more. Mm-mm. Add some more stuff. Like, <laughs> no, like he was, he was helping her. He was cooking stuff too, washing stuff as they go. He was helping. They were doing it together. It was a beautiful sight. You know, it makes me like, like want to get my boys in the kitchen. Like, hey, man, come here, man. I'm gonna, we're going to cook some pork chops together. <laughs> like, yo, that's what's up. That's good. That's good. Anyway, so they believe that though Jasmine seems like she's happy, this article is trying to make it seem like she's facing some trauma and that Bodhi Bakum believes what he does because of his own trauma. That he had trauma when he was young about how you know, he needs real help. And that's why he believes what he believes concerning women. 
marriage, children, everything else. He needs he needs help. Right? He needs therapy. Okay. This Bakum doesn't need to be nominated for even more power over a denomination that claims to be about family values. Because obviously he doesn't have that family values. He needs to go to therapy. The work of healing he needs the work of healing he needs to have in order to attack his betrayal of children, women, and daughters is awakening that he will realize only when he's ready to attack the shell around his inner child and the divine feminine within himself. Kind of messes that. Ugh. And then this person is supposed to have a Bachelor of Arts degree in Bible. Huh. Seems to me that it must be that, you know what I'm saying, that, that translation, that's not really the translation, but cause of a translation, Bible, that paraphrase, that we dare not speak the name of, because it's not relevant. Must be. And he's a stay-at-home father of five children and produces music under the artist's name Provoke Wonder. Stay-at-home father. Right? Hey. Gotta like that. I see you. You know what I'm saying? I see you. Anyway, so that's it, guys. This is going to be a long, but if we want to see this whole article, I will put a link in the description for you guys. I just wanted to cover it. What do you guys think? About, so there's three topics here, guys, that we want to cover here. When it comes to uh, violent power for children, spanking children, abuse in them home, turning married couples. And also, the idea of daughters staying at home is with their fathers or their parents until they are married. You know, what do you guys think about all of that? You know, let me know what you guys thoughts in the comments. We'll discuss it more. If you want to email me, email me at prescribed.truth at gmail.com. Guys, we're almost at 1,000 subscribers. I can't wait till we get there, guys. Once we hit 1,000 subscribers, I plan on bringing back Scribe Truth Live. That's, that's what we used to do, or chopping it up live. Chopping it up live is what we used to do on Saturdays. Come for a live stream for about an hour and just chop it up about whatever topic happens to come up or we'll not talk about much and end it early. That's what usually what I used to do. If I want to bring that back, guys. I enjoy talking with you guys and you know, conver you know conversing with you guys. And I miss it. So I'm just, I've been looking for a time that I can really set aside that time to be able to do that with you all. And so I think we're about there. Out there, so I've set that as a goal. That's the goal that I'm making. I'm a thousand subscribers, that's what we're doing, bringing the live streams back. All right, with that being said, guys, remember this world is full of errors, but the only thing that the doctor prescribes is truth. Blessings. <laughs>